So we've got about five months to go until the uh, November presidential elections in the United States. And yes, uh, things can change. Certainly, uh, that's an eternity in politics, as the cliche goes. But uh, right now, as it stands, things are not looking good for the incumbent president, Donald Trump. He is trailing in all of the recent polls by a significant margin to his uh, presumptive uh, candidate, uh, his opponent, Joe Biden. And he is losing in the all-important battleground states as well. Uh, He's had a lot of political setbacks, including uh, the debacle of the uh, Tulsa rally last month, uh, attended by only uh, 6,200 people, uh, effectively trolled by K-pop fans. He's now facing a huge scandal in terms of the idea that he was perhaps briefed by intelligence on Russians who were paying bounties to kill U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan and did nothing about it. So all of these scandals aside, uh, one of the things that also stirred up a lot of controversy for him was his former National Security Advisor, John Bolton, uh, writing a book uh, detailing a a bunch of revelations, and in particular interest to us, uh, some of the things he said in regards to engagement with North Korea and some of the criticisms that ensued after that. So to give us an overall sort of assessment on uh, John Bolton, as well as the wider North Korean policy that has uh, had some fits and starts uh, in the Trump administration, we're very pleased to be joined by investigative journalist uh, who writes for The Nation, Tim Shark, on the line. Hello? Hello, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, uh, I've enjoyed your writing over the years, so it's really great to uh, be able to talk to you. Uh, You are one of the unique voices uh, in in American journalism that can sort of relay sort of the more reasoned uh, point of view in regards to North Korean policy, uh, South Korean politics, uh, aside from uh, what we typically hear from uh, the the Heritage Foundation crowd. Uh, What were your initial thoughts on John Bolton's um, so-called revelations in regards to uh, North Korea policy, his criticisms of Moon Jae-in? A lot of his talking points seem to echo what you hear from conservative Korean media, conservative Korean politicians, and um, the Japanese side. It was almost like uh, all four of them were coordinating uh, their sort of uh, response to all of this. Oh, well, I think you said all I need to say. Uh, that was very clear. Uh, you know, actually, you know, I, I paid very careful attention uh, to what I read in this book about what he did say about Moon Jae-in and South Korea and the negotiations with North Korea. Uh, and, you know, it's it just what really struck me from the very start when he first starts talking about Moon Jae-in is his absolute contempt, not only for Moon Jae-in and South Korea, but for the whole Korean people and, and the Korean people's interest in reconciliation and unification and peace, basically. You know, he, he, I mean, he just from the start, you know, he, he, he talks about the Korean left worshiping the sunshine policy, yeah. which to him basically held that, and this is his words, being nice to North Korea would bring peace to the peninsula. Instead, it merely subsidized the North's dictatorship. Well, you know that that's a very very narrow look at what was what what the sunshine policy was all about, and and what trying to have peace with Korea means. It means for the Korean people ending a war that's continued after seventy years, and trying to defuse some tensions that are are very damaging to both South and North Korea. And the way he just writes it off as just this kind of leftist, you know, idea. It's, it's just 
so arrogant, and, and I and I just really that obviously affected all the ways that he approached Korea. You know, like basically South Korea, it, it's illegitimate for them to even pursue the idea of uh, reconciliation or detente with North Korea. To him, that that principle was illegitimate to begin with, and so of course he thought that talks with, with uh, between Trump and Kim Jong-un would amount to nothing. And, you know, he's just basically, I, I don't think the word warmonger <laughs> is, is inaccurate. I think that's what he is. If he had his way, the U.S. would have attacked North Korea months, you know, years ago. And that's the fascinating sure. aspect of all of this, uh, Tim, is that John Bolton, and I know Trump is a polarizing figure, so the people who love him really love him. The, the, the uh, shooting on Fifth Avenue crowd, uh, that may be at 30, 35% of the country. But uh, the people who dislike him, uh, you know, John Bolton is not a member of the resistance. You know, if, <laughs> and you know better than most, it went just from his uh, days uh, back in the Bush administrations uh, as Assistant Secretary of State. Uh, all of a sudden, him being painted as this figure that I'm, I'm this uh, truth teller uh, right after the, the failed impeachment hearings where he refused to uh, testify to some of these facts and that may have, may or may not have uh, swayed the opinion of some of these uh, Republican senators. Uh, it does feel like a cynical ploy to sell a lot of books, and which is why he's um, willing to go to hostile interview environments and kind of kind of plug his his uh, his book release here. Uh, d- d- should we see this? Well, you as- know, you know, yeah, go ahead. But it, the interviews really are not very hostile at all. In fact, you know, the so-called resistance, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've adopted Bolton. Uh, they, the fact, you know, anybody from their point of view, anyone who attacks Trump is good. You know, so like they 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 appreciate his 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 critique of Trump. No Ironically, I thought is. I thought Stephen Colbert, the the late night uh, talk show host, had a pretty uh, pretty reasoned and pretty pretty sharp interview with him. Oh, really? Well, I missed that one. Okay, um, but I've I've seen a lot on the network. Right, know? right. And, uh, and and you know I, I've watched them. I mean, basically, a lot of the the the, the media in this town. Washington, you know, you know, go along with his critique of South Korea and engaging with North Korea. I mean, and the, and the sort of the mainline Democrats, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, Biden has said as a candidate, you know, during the during the debates, it, you know, he ridiculed the idea of of uh, Trump, you know, meeting with a with the thugs. He called him Kim Jong Un, uh, although he has said, you know, he would he, he would not rule, rule out meeting with the North Korean leader under certain conditions. But, you know, many Democrats uh, have, have really, you know, you know, attacked Trump just for the mere fact of holding these meetings with Kim Jong-un. And, and you know, the way his approach, of course, has been, you know, it's very open to criticism. Yeah. And, and, you know, Bolton talks about how he just so personalized it. He just he, he just thought that he would bowl Kim Jong Un over with his personality, um, and you know he has this you know friendly relationship with him and so on. But you know I mean I get you know I give credit to Trump for at least trying to talk to the North Korean leader that had never been done by a U.S. president before, and uh, you know the, the fact is uh, you know even in this book it's very clear 
from what Bolton says and what I've heard people say since uh, is that, you know, almost single-handedly, he made sure there was no agreement with, yeah. with North Korea at that meeting in Hanoi when, you know, the thing broke up with such bitterness. Um, there could have been an agreement, could have been an interim agreement there, but I think he pretty much ended any chance of that. Uh, he's no longer uh, part of the government. He may no longer ever be a part of any government going forward. But uh, uh, assuming that uh, his book and all of the other factors uh, involved with Trump's uh, mishandling of almost everything, uh, that uh, you do have a new president coming in, and, and that president is Joe, Joe Biden, we are kind of pretty much uh, poised to go back to what we've seen for the past uh, couple of decades, right? Uh, this consensus that both Democratic and Republican administrations share vis-a-vis uh, the su- Sunshine Policy and North Korea policy. Well, I mean, it, it's yes, it's a very traditional kind of Cold War stance. And, you know, enough, you, know enough, you, you mentioned earlier, you know, Bolton's uh, support for Japan. Well, the Democratic Party and Biden you know, have the same view right. of Japan, too. And they and they, they expect, I mean, you know, the, the mainline think tanks, you know, Heritage is right-wing, but there are quite a few other think tanks here yeah. that I would say represent even more than the, the real military-industrial complex. Uh, you know, they, they've gone after, you, you, know, you, you know, they don't, they don't like the, the way that these talks have happened with North Korea either. And they're, you know, I think they've been very critical of, of South Korea for, uh, you know, its its deep engagement. And mm-hmm. you know, I think it, it, it's, I think that Biden and the Democrats are going to, you know, they're going to have a pretty the, the same kind of hard line, but it's going to include, you know, wanting this closer military relationship between right. South Korea and Japan that a lot of people in Korea object to. You know, especially yeah. you know, this intelligence sharing agreement, which which you know apparently could, you know could come to a conclusion whether they're in or out of it. As far as President Moon is concerned, um, you know the U.S. Right. and the Democrats very much want that to happen. You know, yeah. so I so I think you'll see a continuation of those kinds of kind of. I call it kind of pro-Japanese policy. Right. I, I would agree with you there. Uh, Tim Shark, I wish we had more time, and I hope we can uh, get you back online with us uh, in the near future to uh, continue to talk sure. about this. Thanks a lot. Uh, that was uh, Tim Shark. Thank you very uh, much. Thank you. Thank you. That was Tim Shark from uh, The Nation.